The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. back everybody to another edition of mlb dfs quick hits your monday june 19th edition hope everybody had a good weekend and is ready for another week of action we have an 11 game slate on the agenda it is an ugly slate with some expensive pitching and then not a lot below we usually like to pick on some cheap stuff not much out there so let's take a quick look at the weather before we dive into the action because there is some issues one of the pitchers we like, actually a couple pitchers, Cleveland at Baltimore. Wind is blowing out to right. It's warm, decent hitting environment, but there's heavy, heavy chances of rain and thunderstorms throughout the day and evening. So keep an eye on that one. Hopefully the weather pattern changes there. Wind blowing in in Miami, but the, if the roof is closed, it will not matter. Uh, Giants, Atlanta in good old SunTrust Park. Uh, really humid, which is good for hitting. Also, 40 to 50% chances of thunderstorms, so keep an eye on that one. Uh, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, wind blowing out to center if they keep the roof open, which with slight chance of rain, not likely. It's going to be warm in Texas between the Blue Jays and the Rangers. Good hitting environment there. Uh, pretty warm and muggy in Kansas City. Houston, Oakland, wind blowing out to right center in that one. And then Mets, Dodgers, all good there. So you got a couple rain spots to keep an eye on. Cleveland, Baltimore, San Francisco, and the Braves. So keep an eye on that stuff. Let's take a look at the totals on tonight's slate. You have Indians, Orioles at 9, Reds, Rays, 8.5, Nationals, Marlins, 9.5, Giants, Braves, 9.5, Pirates, Brewers, 9, Padres, Padres, Cubs, waiting on the wind, Blue Jays, Rangers, 10.5, Red Sox, Royals, 9.5, Astros, A's, they had a pitching change, so still waiting on the uh, total on that one. Mets Dodgers is a low seven, and then Tigers Mariners nine and a half. So, outside of that Mets Dodgers games, it's one eight and a half, and it's all nines and above. So, as usual these days, it's offense galore. Find some pitching, otherwise you're screwed. If you just get two guys that give you fifteen plus points on the mound, you're ahead of the game. So, lately, I reiterate, Marie's not a fan of paying for pitching, but lately paying for pitching is the way to go because at least you're getting a, a decent floor to build around. There's tons of value bats to target on a nightly basis. So 
Let's get at it. Top pitching player on the night. Top price pitcher on the night. Clayton Kershaw, 13-5 at the lot. At the at home against the New York Mets. This is pretty simple. Mets strike out 21.6% of the time. Kershaw is an extreme, extreme favorite in the eyes of that big city in Nevada. You got Kershaw striking out over 28% of the batters he faces. A really, really, really good swinging strike rate at 12.6%. Good ground ball rate. Low hard contact rate. He's given up more home runs than normal this year, which is a slight concern. Facing a lefty heavy Mets lineup with an extremely, extremely low 2.27 team total. Like, that's insanely low. Lefty's hitting 213, righty's 229. The Mets as a team, very bad Woba of 294. They have a little bit of pop with a 165 ISO, so it's kind of an all or nothing approach against lefties with the Mets. Um, as normal, Kershaw's in play. 13.5 is actually a pretty generous price if you consider yesterday Robbie Ray was 13.5 against the Phillies. Um, Kershaw's been more. We've seen guys in the 14s lately on a slate like this. I can't blame you for paying for Kershaw if you want to. He's definitely worth the price tonight. Hopefully he gets you 25 plus. I'll take 20 plus. He's not going to make value at 20 plus, but he's going to point you in the right direction at 20 plus. So Kershaw, definitely, definitely in play. Like I said earlier, you're going to need pitchers to get you points. And with the way bats are going, and Kershaw will get you points, I'd say like 99 or we'll say 95% of the time to be safe. He's going to get you points. Hopefully tonight's not the 5%. Next up, we go to the clue bot, Corey Kluber, who he's fun to watch. That guy is filthy. He makes you sweat once in a while. He'll give up, you know, he hasn't given up a home run in three straight starts. But his three starts from the, since the coming out the DL, seven innings, four hits, two earned, 10K, seven innings, three earned, uh, or six innings, seven hits, three earned, eight Ks, six innings, two hits, no earned, 10 Ks, 28.2, 22.1, 35.7. I will take any of those. And he's going up against the Baltimore Orioles in Camden Yards. We need to watch the weather in that one. This is a good matchup for the Klubot if available. It's an extremely good matchup for the fact that the Klubot is a strikeout machine, striking out 30% of the batters he's facing, a great, great swinging strike rate of 14.5%. Hard contact rate's up there a bit. He's got a good ground ball rate of 44.8. He also does really well against right-handed hitters, striking out over 30% of righties in his uh, career. And you're facing an Orioles offense that strikes out 22.5% against right-handed pitching and is pretty much right-handed dominant. There's no Chris Davis. He's on the DL. Uh, you're going to have Seth Smith at the top of the order, maybe Kim. Outside of that, you're looking at righties. That's seven righties unless they change something else in there. But most likely... Seven right-handed bats for the Klubot to attack. The Orioles' third lowest total on the board at 424. Lefties 288, righties 274 off Kluber. The Orioles do have a about an average Woba of 317 and above average ISO of 178 versus righties. They had a big couple days uh, in the last two at home. But outside of that, we know what to expect with the Orioles. It's very, very hit and miss. So there's always the potential for the Orioles to, you know, drop some bombs. It's what they do. Like I said, there's three starts since coming off the DL. Not one home run, which is outstanding. Um, pay attention to the weather, but extreme strikeout upside. And you're saving uh, you're saving 1800 bucks on Kershaw with, to me, very similar upside. I think Kershaw definitely has a better matchup. But uh, Kluber's in a very good spot in Baltimore. Your third pitcher over 5K that we will be looking at and is also in a very favorable matchup. 
We'll have to see what the wind looks like. If it's blowing out, it's a little scarier in Wrigley. But John Lester's 10-5 at home against the San Diego Padres. Coming off seven innings, five hits, one earned, 10 Ks against the Mets, 34.2. There's a lefty for you against the Mets uh, for those Kershaw Wanderers out there. Lester had a couple rocky start or a few rocky starts prior to that, but overall has been very, very good this year. Very, very consistent. Getting around 20 plus points most starts. Going up against the Padres, striking out 24.5% of the time versus lefties. Outstanding. You have um, Lester, who's 17th best on the barrel FIP list the last 30 days. He's. Um, Getting barreled 3.31% of the time, striking out 26.45% of the batters he's facing, which is just great. Uh, swing strike rate of 10.9, ground ball rate of 48.2, which is awesome. Even if the wind's blowing out, that helps a ton. Uh, we know the Padres do hit lefties decently with some power. Uh, their team total is not available yet, so we don't have totals. But lefties are hitting 238 off Lester, righties 291. Uh, the Padres have a very bad Woba of 280 and an average ISO of 131. They've improved of late. They're still, as a whole, as you look at the numbers, not good. But, you know, Renfro, Myers, uh, Solarte's a switch hitter, Perella, Hedges. There's options there, but they're not, like, deathly scary. You're not talking, like, Arenado and stuff like that. So, Lester definitely play. If you want to, if the wind is blowing in, he's probably, quote-unquote, which the term we hate in this world, the safest of the three. But all three of these guys have extreme upside. If I, I put together a Kershaw Kluber lineup last night for fun. It's not bad. The bats aren't as ideal the whole way around. But if, say, one of the two punts goes off, the other guys do their thing, and the pitchers pitch the way they could at 25-plus points, you're ahead of the game. And that's the gamble you got to take these days with the pitching the way it is and the pitching the way it is tonight. The pitching is really bad tonight. And I'm, by no means am I saying do that. I'm just saying there's options. And I'm going to try to build some you know, Kershaw Lester, Kluber Lester's, I'm going to put some combos together to see how they look and see how see where I go with them. But it's the way of the world these days, which I don't like. I don't like paying, putting all my salary into pitching. I like putting like 20 grand or less into pitching. But that's just the way it's going these days. And uh, you're going to have to look that route. So Kershaw, Kluber, Lester, all really good options depending on the wind. But, you know, ideally you're going to go Kershaw, Kluber, Lester, one, two, three. But I'm good with any of them. Uh, watch the weather in, in Baltimore, Kluber. It's a tough lineup. He's got the toughest lineup to attack, especially power-wise. Lester, I think, is in a really great spot. If he's not walking, guys, he's going to be in a really good spot there. And Kershaw's great. Kershaw's going to get his numbers, especially at home. He's going to do his thing. Mets flying across the country. Um, I really like Kershaw tonight if you can afford him. They're all really good looks. I'm not even going to rank them one, two, three. I'm good any way you want to do it. Um, it's Kershaw, Kluber, Lester. But honestly, I they're all number ones tonight for me. Because they all have extreme upside in this ma- in their matchups. Now, when we go down to the next rankings, like literally, we only have a couple couple more before we get to a couple punts. It, it's it's ugly tonight, guys. It's ugly. We're going Brad Peacock, eighty one hundred bucks at the Oakland A's in a really good spot. Good K upside. You know, people are kind of getting worried. He had a he had a rocky start there against the Angels, where he went three innings, seven hits, four and four walks, one K minus five point nine. I said, hey. He's got control issues. We've said that before. If he's not controlling it, we're screwed. When he comes back against Texas, he goes four and two-thirds, two hits, one earned, four walks again, but 10 Ks. If he doesn't get those four walks, he gets at least five-plus innings in there. Throws 96 pitches, which is great. That's the most he's thrown in quite a while. 
24.9 points, 10 Ks. That's the thing to look at. First off, Texas strikes out a ton. Remember that for a selling point here in a minute because if Peacock can do what other guys can. But uh, when we're talking Peacock and the strikeout rate going against the Oakland A's, the Oakland A's strike out 24.8% of the time versus right-handed pitching. You got Peacock who's striking out 35.6% of the batters he's facing. The walk rate is concerning at 13.5%, as I said. But he has a really, really, really good swinging strike rate of 13.6%. That is scary good. Ground ball rate of 46.9%, which is solid. Decent hard contact rate. Very low home run to fly ball rate. It, it's literally the walks are what kill Peacock. It's unbelievable what that does to his game. It does to anybody's game. But he, he's shown really, really good stuff this year. It's just the walks are destroying him. He um, got lefties hitting 297. Righties only 260 off Peacock. The A's... Bats have been impressive. An average Woba of 320, that's almost above average. And above, an above average ISO of 196, which is outstanding against right-handed pitching. So there's a threat there in the power department. But as a whole, Peacock, really good spot. Even if he gets a home run or two, the strikeout potential, we're talking 7-8 eight, up to double-digit K production here. Hopefully goes 5 or 6 and is in line for the W. That would be icing on the cake. Um, but a very good spot here for Peacock at 8,100. The other guy we're looking at in this range is Marco Estrada at 7,900 at the Texas Rangers. The reason I like this GPP-wise is it's scary to many. He's coming off a six-earned run, three-and-a-third outing against Tampa Bay for minus 7.7. Prior to that, 16 points at Oakland, even though he had four runs, struck out eight. Uh, against the Yankees, got blown up, giving up seven runs, minus 4.4. But prior to that, against Texas, in Toronto, hitter-friendly Toronto, six innings, four hits, one earned, eight Ks, 28.5. Then he had 39.7, 8.7, 25.3, 12.7, 23.6, 23.3. He has had a few hiccups of late, but overall, very solid arm. And on a night like tonight, these are the GPP plays that they're risky because, like I said, you want the consistent pitching. But if you want to take the risk for the big, big upside, this is a guy who you got Texas striking out almost 24% of the time versus righties, and you got Estrada who's got an insane rate, which most people don't pay attention to unless you listen to podcasts like this and some others that we've used Estrada a lot. He's got a K rate of 26.6%, It's just outstanding. He doesn't like, scream strikeout guy. Very low rock, walk rate, below 6%. A swinging strike rate of 12.3. The concern always is a high fly ball rate because his ground ball rate is only 439 Tons of fly balls. So that's scary in a place like Texas where the ball flies. That's the biggest concern I have is the ball flies in Texas, especially this time of year. But hard hard contact rate is only 30%, which is outstanding. But that K upside is phenomenal for $7,900. Bucks. Like, this is the lowest price guy that I feel somewhat confident in tonight. That's the scary part. The other scary part is Texas has one of the highest team totals on the board at 517 Lefty's hitting 280, righty's 312. That bodes pretty well, actually, in that lineup. Uh, they have an average Woba of 322 versus righties and a, a pretty good ISO of 186. So basically, they're the Oakland A's. If you look at just stats, just stats. If you were to cover up the team names, you just look at these stats that I've given you today. They're the Oakland A's. If I said Marco Estrada was playing the Oakland A's, would you be scared? No. But I said Texas Rangers, so you went, oh, crap. Sometimes you have to look at numbers and just hope they play out. Now, come tomorrow morning, I can say, shit, Marco shit the bed and gave up like 12 runs in two innings. Yep, we saw that coming. 
At the same time, we saw him shut them down like four or five starts ago, and he can definitely do it again tonight. He's a GPP play, and that's what GPP plays are. They're gambles. And he's in a good spot, in a risky spot, very risky. But we've seen pitchers pitch fine in Texas. It's just you can't give them the fat ball, the, the fat, you know, on a tee to just launch. That's the whole thing. Any pitcher can be like, Clayton Kershaw can throw in a cock shot and it's going to go deep. It's just how it works. It's baseball. So in that range, you got Peacock, Estrada, Peacock 1, Estrada 2. And then your two punts, it's Zach Wheeler at 7,000 at the Dodgers. Um, Wheeler's facing a Dodgers team. He's got K upside. Dodgers strike out over 23% of the time versus righties. Wheeler striking out about 21%. His biggest Achilles heel his walk rate's over 10%, but he's got a ground ball rate of almost 48%, which is outstanding. He's given up a little too many home runs and hard contacts there, so that's terrifying against the Dodgers team. He's lefties well. Lefties hitting 338. I mean, righties well. Lefties hitting 338 off Wheeler. Righties 316. Average Woba 327. Good ISO of 171. So he's a good punt, good K upside. He's pitched really well this year as a whole. So Wheeler's in play in a nice pitching environment in uh, Chavez Ravine. And then your last option, Dylan Bundy. It's dicey. But he's at home against the Cleveland Indians, barring weather. Cleveland strikes out over 20% of the time versus righties. Yeah, Bundy's K rate's been going up. It's up to 18% now. Uh, uh, swinging strike rate's up to 10.4%. Not enough ground balls. Only 32% ground ball rate. So get him a lot of fly balls, which is scary to a Cleveland team, which is on fire. He's not giving up home runs, so that's the plus. But like I said, Cleveland bats are on fire. Uh, they have a team total of 476. It's kind of middle of the pack tonight. Lefty's 319, righty's 319 on Bundy, so it doesn't really matter. But like I said, Indians, an average Woba, an almost above average Woba of 329, and an insane ISO of 194 versus right-handed pitching. If you saw them against Minnesota, they were just crazy. But then again, we've seen a few teams go into their Minnesota lately and beat the crap out of like Houston and other people. So maybe it's a Minnesota thing. I don't know. But uh, it's a, it's dicey. It's dicey. It's a punt. It's a 60 NR punt. But uh, he's done well. He usually has a pretty good floor of like 12 to, to 16 points with, with with upside. So you got that going for you. If you could get, get 15 from him and then 25 to 30 from one of those top guys, well, now you're sitting at 40 plus with your bats coming up and some money to spend. So you never know. But he could get you, you could get shelled. So it's always there. So there you go. Kershaw 13 5 versus the Mets. Kluber 11 7 at Baltimore. You got Lester 10 5 versus the Padres. All great options up top. I, like I say, I don't like spending on pitching, but I'm building my lineups around those guys. And then you got Peacock 81 at Oakland, who I like a lot. Estrada 79 at Texas, a pretty good GPP option. I got Peacock 1, Estrada 2 in that range. Then you got Wheeler Bundy, Wheeler 7K at the Dodgers. And um, uh, Bundy 68 at Cleveland. I got Wheeler 1, Bundy 2 on that one. Let's get to your bats, and we'll check out the catchers. Uh, we'll kick it off with Mike Zanino. I'm not spending 4100 on Zanino, but if you want to do it as a GPP play, no one else really will. He's facing Animal Sanchez, who's back. Who, uh, If you want to look at Animal's numbers real quick. He's making a spot start in the rotation, and he's been out of the bullpen all year with an ERA of nine. Um, he got called back up from AAA, where they kind of stretched him out a bit. He's been a long reliever, ERA of nine, 2.05 whip, 
He got demoted to AAA. He pitched okay in AAA. 15 innings, 20 to 5K to walk rate. It's it's Sandoval Sanchez. Like, seriously, this is bad news bears right here. Bad. Bad news bears. He hasn't gone in, in the bigs. hasn't gone more than, like, two innings. I couldn't find his minor league stats at the last minute there for you. But um, Mariners are in play. If you want to go that route, Zanino at 41 is intriguing. Uh, Buster Posey versus Dickey and SunTrust. It's a homecoming for Buster, the Georgia boy. First base catcher eligible at 41. Alex Avita versus Gavaglio is a great play if you're paying up a catcher. First base catcher eligible at 4K. If you're paying up, that's the guy I'm paying up for right there, Mr. Avila. Wilson Contreras versus the lefty Clayton Richard. Contreras had a good game on Sunday. He's 3800 bucks and in play. Brian McCann at 38 is definitely in play against Gossett of Oakland. He's a youngster, made his debut his last time out against the Marlins, got lit up like a Christmas tree. Um, we'll see how it goes today. Facing Houston is not usually what you want to do for a bounce-back appearance. McCann, 38, is in play. Uh, Russell Martin, third base catcher eligible, swinging it pretty good away. Went yard yesterday, facing Bivens, Dirks, and Texas at 38. JT Realmuto at 38, not bad. Um you got Salvador Perez at $3,700 against the youngster Hector Velasquez coming in to pitch for Boston. Uh, Velasquez is taking the rotation spot of Brian Johnson. And uh, he's been a little rough. 6'4", ERA and some limited action this year for Boston. So um, you can definitely give Salvi and the Royals a look in that one at 37 Matt Weeders versus Nicolino. Weeders hits lefties really well. He's $3,700. Catcher's expensive today, boys and girls. Very expensive. Uh, if you're if you're fading Peacock, Steven votes $3,400. I can understand that. Manny Pena has $3,300 versus Garrett Cole in Milwaukee. That's a nice play there. As you go down the list, looking for some value here. Um, either Elias Diaz or Francisco Cervelli, whichever Pittsburgh pitcher or catcher, Starts today, $3,100, a little bit of value there versus Garza. Uh, if you're not using Lester, Austin Hedges is only 3K versus uh, Lester. That's not too shabby. And Yasmani Grandal is only 3K versus Wheeler. I like that as well. Some upside. I guess the cheap option that I found last night, and it stands that way again, going over the slate once again, is the Boston catchers. If it's Vasquez or Leon, I don't know which one's catching for him. But $2,700 against Hamill, who has the the uh, ability to give up the home run. I like that quite a bit uh, with the Boston catchers at 27. Derek Norris, some home run upside. We'd like him versus lefties over righties, but against Feldman, he's 2,500, so there's some power upside there. Um, and then if you really want to go down there, James McCann, it's not a lefty, but Gavaglio, 2,500 bucks for a punt catcher. You can go that route. If you're not using Kershaw, go in on Rene Rivera at 21 if you really want to get crazy. Going over to first base, Cody Bellinger is just a man that, as a Giants fan, it hurts to have the man crush I have on him. But first base outfield eligible, 5,200 is pretty much an in play every day guy, just like some of the other big names now. And he leads the first base pricing. That's how much this guy has just ballooned. Ryan Zimmerman, 5K versus Nicolino, definitely in play versus the lefty Nicolino. Nicolino's got good stuff, but it's very inconsistent, very young, coming off the DL. be interesting to see how he plays today against Washington. Encarnacion is on fire. He's 4,900 versus Bundy. Uh, we prefer versus lefties, but he is on fire right now. Might want to ride that E5 wave while he's there. Anthony Rizzo, 48 versus lefty. Don't worry about the lefties. Leading off, raking. 
Justin Smoke, 48, good play. Lomo, double dong yesterday. He got 21 homers this year. He's second only to Aaron Judge right now in the American League. 4700 bucks for Lomo in play. Love Lomo. Uh, I got Joey Votto. a really good play at 47 versus Odorizzi. Odorizzi's just been a massive disappointment this year. He still has a good start here and there, but disappointed as a whole. Eric Thames, first base outfield eligible, 47 versus Cole's not a bad look. Yeah, Will Myers at 46 if you're fading Lester. Kendrick Morales at 45 versus Bimmons Dirks is a really solid play in Texas. If you guys didn't see that fourth deck home run Kendrick's hit on Sunday, my God. Go to at the uh, around bases pod handle on Twitter and check that out. Justin Bohr, 4,500 in play. Matt Adams against Cueto at 45. Yonder Alonso against Peacock at 44 is not a bad play. Mitch Moreland at 43 versus Hamels is in play. Uh, Josh Bell at 43 is not bad. Ryan Healy at 41. First base, third base versus Peacock. They're fading Peacock. They're not bad options. Eric Hosmer, 4K versus Velasquez. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, a couple homers recently. He's up to 4K now. Keep an eye on him. As we go down the list, Marwin Gonzalez, first base outfit eligible at 38 for Houston. Nice cheaper option there. There really isn't much else. The only other guy I'd mention is uh, Danny Valencia. I know it's a righty. You like him versus a lefty, but facing Animal Sanchez, you might get a lot of bullpen on this one. He's 3,400. He's been playing every day, hitting well, went uh, deep yesterday. Yeah, 3,400 bucks. There's some upside there if you want to go that route. And if you want to get really weird, Jose Ozuna or John Jaso for Pittsburgh is only 3200 That's really off-the-wall stuff. I'd probably just pay up, but there are options. Second base, Jose Altuve, 51 versus Gossett. Jose Ramirez, my man, Jose, on fire. Second base, third base, 4800 bucks. Love him. I've been using him almost every day in most of my life. Not all, but most. Daniel Murphy, 4800 versus Nicolino. He hits lefties just fine. Don't worry about that. Solarte's on fire. He's against Lester, though. He's switch hitter. He's 4,700. Robbie Cano like this a ton at 46. Odor, 45. Chris Taylor, 45. Johnny Scope, 44. As you go down the list, um, Whit Merrifield at 43 versus Velasquez is okay. Harrison at 43 versus Garza is okay. Uh, as you go down some more, I believe he's a switch hitter. Yeah. Ian Happ's a switch hitter. He's pretty much boomer bust right now. If he's in, he's 4K against Richard. Kipnis 4K. Lowry 4K against Peacock. Not bad at all. Perella 39 versus Lester is okay. Kinsler 39. Sogar leading off versus Cole at 37 is definitely in play. One I like a lot tonight that I saw is Scooter Jeanette 3400 versus Odorizzi. Uh, that's kind of the value on the second base slate. Second base outfield eligible. Scooter at 34 is, is in play for me. Uh, if you want to go Forsyth at 32 versus Wheeler, you can. I'm not a big fan of it, but you can. Wilmer Flores versus a lefty. Problem is the lefty's Clayton Kershaw. But if you're fading Kershaw, I would definitely have a sprinkle of Flores. Second base, third base at 3K. Scary, but if you're fading him, you at least fade with him as a part of it. Headed over to the third base position. Jose Ramirez, $4,800. Like I mentioned earlier, love him. Chris Bryant at 48 versus Richards is a solid play. Josh Donaldson in Texas at 46 is definitely in play. Travis Shaw at 45 is not bad. Moustakas is 44. Pretty solid play there. Mitchin Harrison, you got Rendon versus the lefty Nicolino at 43. That's definitely in play. Rendon against the lefty. Justin Turner at 42, I like. Mitchin Healy, who's a good play. 
Perez, Joey Gallo at 4K is always a GPP play, especially as a fly ball pitcher like Estrada. He'll probably strike out three or four times versus him, but there's the potential for the boom. You got Beltre at 39, Russell Martin, who I mentioned at 38. Nick Castellanos, only 3800 bucks versus Gavaglio. I like that a ton. That's some good value for the upside there. As you go down, Longo, 35 versus Feldman is definitely a play. That's some good value. The Rays are extremely cheap in certain positions tonight. Just throwing that out there. Rays and the Reds as well. It's really weird tonight. Like, I'm going to get to a Reds here in a minute. It's going to be like, what? Kyle Seager, 34 versus Animal Sanchez is way too cheap for Kyle Seager. I love that. Third base has some decent value today. It has the top guys as usual with some decent value. Um, A. Eugenio Suarez, $3,100. That is crazy. Is that a Rizzi? I know it's a right hand guy, but uh, he went he went deep yesterday. I know he struggled. He had 16 points yesterday, 4 on Saturday, 7 on Friday, but 0, 7, 2, 12, 8, 4, 0. It's not ideal, but 3100 bucks. Come on. Good upside there. I mentioned Wilmer Forrest at 3. Rayu Ruiz at 3K if you want to punt there. Uh, other than that, you really don't have too much to target there. Going over to the shortstop position, Trey Turner, 52 versus Nicolino is a really good play. Carlos Correa, 49, is always in play. Lindor at 46. Elvis Anderson, 46, both good plays. Seager at 46. You got Alexander Bogarts, double donged yesterday. Swinging a really good stick. 45 versus Hamill is a solid, solid play. Um, Tim Beckham, 41 versus Feldman. It's funny he's priced up like that, but Longo's 35. I don't get it. Zach Kozar, 37, though, is in play versus Odorizzi. Sogard mentioned him at 37. Jordy Mercer swinging a pretty good stick. We like him versus lefty over righty, but he'll be overlooked at 36 against Garza if you want to go that route. I can see it. As you go down, it gets a little bleak. Brandon Crawford, 33 versus the knuckleballer. Dickey is not bad at all. And then it gets really bleak. But our guy is down here. I looked at him last night. He's a nice punt option. He's $2,500. JT Riddle at our catcher spot. Just get us five or more points. I'll take it. Maybe Max Moroff is playing for Pittsburgh tonight. Usually when he plays, he gets towards the top of the order. He's $2,400 if you're looking for punts. But uh, Riddle, he's like a $2,500 shortstop punt that if I'm using those big guns, I'm probably going to use them and just pray he gets me like five points. And I... Get the production out of the pitchers that p- takes the price difference away. Outfield, Bryce Harper, 55 versus Nicolino. Yep. Betts, 54 versus Hamley. Yep. George Springer, 52. Love that versus Gossett. Mentioned Bellinger. Love him. J.D. Martinez, 49 versus Gavin Leo is phenomenal. Love that play. Corey Dickerson versus Feldman is 4800 bucks. That's really, really good. C. Dick versus Feldman. I can see a C. Dick dong tonight. Lefties crush Feldman. Crush him. Nelly Cruz, 48, is not bad at all. Giancarlo's 48. He's on fire. Keon Broxson's on fire. He's 47. That price tag has risen as he's the same price as Thames at 47. You got Low Kane who's swinging a really hot bat at 46. Don't mind that at all against Velasquez. Adam Frazier leading off 4,600 versus Garza. Uh, Zuna, 46, like that quite a bit. Mention Adams. McCutcheon's on fire. He's 4,400 bucks versus Garza. That's a play that will be extremely overlooked. Could be sneaky. Could be a dub, but could be very sneaky. I like that McCutcheon look there. Uh, Suspedis, 44 versus Kershaw, pass. Enciarte, 44 versus Cueto. Benintendi, 43 versus Hamels, a very good looking play. Chisenhall, 43 versus Bundy's not bad at all. Chisenhall's on fire. I've re- I recommend him a lot. The kid can hit. 
And he's been doing it more often than not. His price tag started to show it. Trey Mancini versus Kluber at 43 is not bad. I don't want to. I don't want to really fade Kluber, but he's not bad. Mitch Haniger is hitting everybody under the sun. He's usually hitting second in that order. He's 4,300 bucks. I like that play quite a bit. Bradley Zimmer is on fire. He's 4,200. Keep an eye on him. Ben Gamble 42 is not bad. Seattle versus Animal is a really good play. Jackie Bradley Jr. at 41. Like that a bit. Carlos Beltran at 41 is in play. Nomar Mazzara at 41 if you're open for the home run upside off the Strata, but the K upside's there as well. Seth Smith leading off versus Kluber's 4K. That's crazy price tag. They're usually a lot cheaper than that. Justin Upton's 4K. That's value. Value against Gavaglio at Justin Upton. Jorge Bonifacio at 39 versus Velasquez. Good upside potential with Bonifacio there. I like that a bit. Colby Rasmus, 39 versus Feldman. Good play there. Scotty Shebler, 39 versus Utterizzi and Duvall, 39. Both of those very much in play. I like both of those a ton. Um, keep an eye on those guys. As you go on, Michael Taylor versus the lefty Nicolino at 39. Sneaky play there. He'll be, he's usually very low owned. I like that quite a bit. Yellick, 39 versus Rourke and Span, 39 versus Dickey, all in play. Home run upside of Hunter Renfro at 38 versus Lester, definitely in play. If you just want a, like a one-off versus Lester, that's not a bad one-off, especially that wind's blowing out. Whoo, baby. K with the Chris Davis, 38 versus Peacock is a good play as well. Steve Pierce, if he's in the lineup, he's usually at the bottom. He's 3800 bucks. Good game on Sunday. Joey Bats, 3800 Jock Jeff, 3800 Swinging a good bat since coming off the DL. You got... Uh, da, da, da. Malik Smith's only 3,600 leading off against Feldman. I like that quite a bit as a lower option. Derek Fisher versus Gossett at 36. Really good upside with the youngster. He had that big first game. He's kind of been wading through the water since then. Not bad, though. Brandon Belt's only 3,600. First base outfield eligible against Dickey. There's value to be had with that one. As you go down the list, you have uh, Scooter Jeanette, like I mentioned, at 34, who I like a lot. Gregory Polanco's 34 versus Garza. He's been struggling mightily, but there's upside. Here's a play that's as near an auto play as any play tonight, and I don't know, understand the pricing at all. I really don't. I mentioned him in a tweet yesterday, and I used him everywhere, and he went off. He had an RBI double, got on base and stole. I think he had 20-something points. He's, he always has the ability for the zeros, but all he has to do is get on base, and he turns a single into a stolen base or two and a run scored, and he almost had 20 points like that. I'm talking Billy Hamilton against Odorizzi, leading off on the road, so he might even get an extra at back. So you're guaranteed the ninth inning. He's only 3300 bucks. That is some insane upside. Billy's been in 4500 plus, sometimes in the 5K range. I honestly have no clue. I know they rank it on you know ownership, this, that, and the other. I'm wondering. I I didn't check. I I could. I'll go back and look. I wonder if Archer was supposed to start and they move things around because overall the Reds' prices are pretty cheap. But Billy Hamilton at 33 is just criminal. So keep an eye on that one. Unless there's some sneaky injury I don't know about, but I didn't see anything yesterday. I mentioned Ozuna and Jaso at 32 earlier as interesting one-offs that I'd rarely ever use in my lifetime, but they're there if you need some punts. Like I said, if you're going to put those pitchers together, you're going to have to punt and, and hope. Punt and hope. And those guys have at least hope. Uh, Ryan Rayburn versus the lefty Nicolino. He usually starts and lately he's been batting like second against the lefty. So that's really good upside with Rayburn at 2,900. I don't mind that at all as a punt play. Jake Marisnik, 
hit a moonshot yesterday. He's 2,800 against Gossett. Uh, hit towards the bottom of that order, but it works as like a reverse uh, reverse stack. He'll bat ninth, and then you got Springer, Altuve, and company to drive him around. So Marisnik at 28 is not bad. Another guy, if he's in the lineup, Alan Cordoba's a right-handed bat. He usually bats second against lefties. 2,600 versus Lester. If you're just looking for a punt, he's very inconsistent. Not tremendous upside, but he can run into one from time to time. As a punt at 2,600, you're just looking for like a single or a double and a run scored, and you're happy. Because like I said, your pitchers will take care of the rest. That's what you're hoping for. Um, as you keep going down the list, there's one I really liked. I think I went past him. Yeah, I did. I'll go back to him in a minute. Yeah, the last one is... Do, 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 do. Where'd you go, buddy? Jacob Brugman of the A's. He hasn't done a ton lately, but he... Um, like, literally hasn't done much at all. Except yesterday, he got three points yesterday, five on Saturday, seven on or Friday, two on Thursday, then zero, six, 12, eight, zero. But for 2500 bucks. There's a ton of upside. He steals bases. Um, sometimes they put him towards the top. Sometimes he's at the bottom. So it's like a reverse stack. $2,500. There's upside there against Peacock. If you're fading Peacock or you just want a punt play. So there's a couple punt plays I just mentioned there for some value for you as well. So there you go. 11-game slate. Kershaw 13-5 versus the Mets. Kluber 11-7 at Baltimore. Lester 10-5 versus San Diego. All of them are like 1 ABC. I'm good any way you want to spend on how much money you want to spend. They all have tremendous upside. Middle middle range, you got Peacock 81 at Oakland, Estrada 79 at Texas, GPP only. I go Peacock than Estrada. Estrada's probably could have more upside because he could definitely go deeper into the game than Peacock. So just keep that in mind. And then your punts, Wheeler 7,000 at the Dodgers, Bundy 68 versus Cleveland. Wheeler one, Bundy two. Watch the weather in that Baltimore game. Very sneaky. Stacking wise, you know, Cubs versus Richard, lefty's 295, but righty's 351, so they're definitely in play. Astros versus Gossett, you gotta love it, should be chalky. Um, but then again, if people are paying up for pitching, some of these expensive bats won't be as chalky, so keep that in mind. But very small sample, but lefty's 332, righty's 615 off Gossett, so keep that in mind as you go down. Uh, Blue Jays versus Bivens, Dirks, like him quite a bit, 533 team total. Um, Mariners versus Hannibal Sanchez, I absolutely love. 497 total, lefties 344, righties 393. Love that Mariners team, and prices are cheap for the Mariners, really cheap. Giants have a high team total versus Dickey, but it's the Giants, so take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, just if you trust the Giants to go off, that's cool, because they do every now and then. They have a 4914 total, lefties 343, righties 350. Good ballpark to hit in, but it's the Giants, so. I would not pitch Dickey, but I'm not saying go crazy. If you want to put one giant stack together, I could buy that. Belt was cheap. Crawford, Uber cheap. It could be a sneaky stack to put with uh, the big bats, actually. You know, high team total. Posey was only 4,100. I think Belt was 36. Crawford was like 33. Span was cheap. You can get some cheap bats in there as a little stack. Um, and may, it could be interesting. It's something to think about. Uh, Royals versus Velasquez, four seven nine total. Velasquez making you know, the spot start. Very very small sample, but lefties five thirty, righties three eighty six. Uh, Nationals versus Nicolino, absolutely love four seven seven totals. Lefties only two ninety nine, but righties three fifty five. Nationals should be chalky and rightfully so. 
Uh, lefties are at 338 off Wheelers. Keep that in mind for those Dodgers lovers. Um, Red Sox 471 total versus Jason Hamill. Hamill gives up the long ball pretty well. Pitched okay the last start or two. Very surprising. But lefties hitting 335 off Hamels. Keep that in mind. Lefties hitting 353 off Garza for you Pirates people. That's why one reason why I mentioned Jaso in there. Just keep that in mind. Uh, for the Tigers facing Sam Gavaglio, who we love the Tigers tonight, 453 total, given that's the sixth lowest on the board. But hell, 453, that's still a very high total. Um, lefties only 298, righties 368. So reverse splits versus Gavaglio, which works well for the Tigers because they're a right handed heavy lineup. You know, J.D., Upton, Cabrera, Kinsler, Castellanos, go down the list. I still love Avila, don't get me wrong there. But even makes McCann, at, you know, a punk catcher at 25, a little more intriguing. Uh, Milwaukee, Cole's uh, 371 average as le- versus left-handed batters. Keep that in mind. For the Rays, who we love, Scott Feldman, 366 versus lefties, 305 versus righties. I forgot to mention Sousa Jr., obviously he's in play. Don't think he's not. I don't know why I skipped him. Let me find his price for you to make sure we get it appropriate. I thought about that halfway through the catchers. He's $4,400. He's obviously in play, a part of one-off or a, a Tampa Bay stack. But I love that outfield. I love uh, Lomo. I love a lot of things about Tampa Bay. They're the fourth lowest total on the board. I think they're one of the best stacks on the board. So with totals the way they are today, almost every team is stackable. It looks like there's going to be a ton of home runs. This might be the night to have more. You know, two-man stacks, lots of just one, just guys you think are going to have home runs. Just put home run bats out there because you're going to have to find punts anyways. It's hard to find punts that are going to fit the stacks because most punts hit, you know, towards the middle, the back of the order, aren't stackable. So keep that in mind as well. But interesting slate, fun slate, 11 game slate, some great tournaments on DraftKings, some good money to be made at $4.20 max. Winner gets twenty-five k tonight. That's uh, better than normal. There's some good stuff out there. But good luck tonight. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Check me out, at BDentrick. Uh, I tweet out DFS stuff throughout the day, plus other nonsense that probably annoys most of the people that follow me. But uh, check it out. Hit me up with any questions. I'm here to help. Uh, good luck tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. But more importantly, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, June 19th edition. I'm out.